And good evening. Welcome on this muggy Thursday. Derek Hansen with you. This is Couch Potato Radio on the mighty 790 KFGO. 90 degrees. Do have a uh, severe thunderstorm watch I want to tell you about. Obviously with the humidity coming in, not a big surprise there. But uh, severe thunderstorm watch for Richland, Trail, Ransom, Cass, Clay, Norman, Wilkin counties. And that's until midnight tonight. I should be should say 12, 10 a.m. tonight thunderstorm watch had some uh, thunderstorms pop up a little bit just uh, east of fargo all the way up and kind of stretching out to the faustin area so we want to get that out there we'll keep you up to date on anything that does change as far as the weather is concerned and it's a pleasure to have with us an old friend down in fort myers florida and he's got to be laughing usually when i talk to you david Moulton, former kx4 sports director now part of uh, fox sports radio down in fort myers and also the spotter for gary danielson and troy aikman up in the uh, booth I mean, it's like 40 below usually when I'm talking to you about sports, right? So here it is, 90, <laughs> and we're talking about thunderstorms or whatever. I, I, I'm sure you're giggling at that a little bit. Well, I thought you were giving our weather. <laughs> okay? uh, I mean, it's the same temperature, it's the same forecast. To be honest with you, just the counties are different. <laughs> Right. Well, just keep the tropical storms and hurricanes away for you, right? I mean, I'm sure you're yeah. watching quite a bit yeah. of that. Yeah, let's knock on wood. Well, you know, 2020 has been such a good year. Uh, I mean, so far. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure we'll all get hit with one. Now, since the last time we talked, uh, you're you still, I'm guessing, recovering after, uh, and for people that don't know, and maybe we're on vacation, whatever the last time I had you on, uh, recovering after having a kidney removed with cancer, right? I mean, how, how's everything going for you? It's been about three months post-surgery, and knock on wood, I'm doing Doing well. I'd say I'm about 90% and uh, have a little insurance issues in which they won't pay for any post-surgery scans. So uh. they believe they believe I'm cancer-free, but we don't know for sure. Hopefully, hopefully in the next few weeks, I'll be able to get a scan and prove it once and for all. So knock on wood, you know, about 90%. My red and white blood cells are good. So, you know, I think I'm good. So yeah, we could do a whole show on just insurance and all that. Oh, during the, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the hits just keep on coming. Yeah, that's about it. That's for sure. It's been an interesting time, as I mentioned before, a former KX4 sports director here in Fargo and uh, doing sports talk radio, also works uh, for Sirius XM. And you also are the spotter researcher for Gary Danielson for the SEC on CBS broadcast and Troy Aikman on Fox broadcast for the NFL. And I'm guessing for you, you're just kind of, every day you wake up, you're probably thinking, okay, am I working or am I not, right? I mean, that's got to, I can imagine that. I have a tentative schedule typed in my phone, and I keep slowly deleting dates. It's like, no, this game's gone. Oh, oh, this game's gone. So uh, I think the NFL is going to kick off on time four weeks from tonight, and I think they'll at least start the season. I do think they've got the resources and there may actually be slowly building a will amongst the players to try to make this even more of a bubble than it already is. I mean, the Saints have basically created one. The Cowboys have talked about creating one. So I'm actually encouraged for the NFL. And besides, they don't have to do the full 16 games. You know, if they need to take a week or two off and you only end up with a 12 or 14 game regular season, 
I think people will be fine with that. I mean, you know, we had a nine-game regular season in 82, I think it was, with a strike. And people were fine with the Redskins winning the Super Bowl. Nobody puts an asterisk next to it. So I feel pretty good about the NFL. I do. You know, college, it's a different story. They, you know, probably going to be the, the worst bubble of all the sports. Realistically, the only way I think we can pull this off is to have the general student body home taking classes online and create a bubble on campus for the athletes. And if you're not willing to do that, then you need to create a bubble for them somewhere on campus. And, you know, a lot of universities, Derek, have gone away from the athletic dorms. They're trying to have the athletes be in with the general student population a little bit more than how it used to be a generation or two ago. I almost think we have to go old school this year if we're going to do it. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, I think it all depends on where you live. You know, like here in Southwest Florida, even though we've got fairly high, you know, percentages so far amongst the high school kids, the athletes anyway, who have been tested regularly for a while, the percentages are nil to very, very low. So, you know, the athletes seem to be doing better than the general population so far. Now, we'll see if that continues. You know, it's interesting. Um, you, you mentioned that as far as the colleges, because so much of that you're trying to fight human nature, right? I mean, hey, the stars of the football team getting together after a big home win, <laughs> we all know, right? I mean, this is – it's go time. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, it's, that, that is, oh, this is the worst thing ever if you're – you know, you, you've been waiting for this your whole high school life to be, hey, we're in Alabama, Tuscaloosa, we just beat Auburn – Let's go. Let's go to the big, you know, frat party, and that's just not going to be in the cards if you want to keep on going here. If you're a college uh, uh, athlete right now, well, if you were to ask everybody listening right now, when you think of college, what is it you think of? And I'm guessing most of it is social, yep, in some way, shape, or form. It's not that great teacher or that great class that you took. It's just, it's not. It's not to say there aren't great teachers and great classes, but you know what I mean. It, it's it's the friendships that you form. It's the bonds. It's staying up late and studying or staying up late and, you know, having fun in some way, shape or form. I mean, that's what you, quite frankly, we pay all the money for. We pay it for the experience and for the growing up and for the freedom that you have maybe for the last time in your life before the real world sets in. And, you know, we're going to ask these young men and women to grow up here pretty quickly and to act like professionals. And they're not getting paid to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's a big sacrifice that we're asking. There's no doubt about it. But they want to make it. And it is what I keep going back to about the Big Ten. You know what? Maybe the commissioner's right. Maybe the Big Ten medical people are going to end up being right. And the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 are going to look like fools. But, Derek, I just keep going back to they didn't try. Mm -hmm. It almost seems un-American. I mean, you know, it's a cliche, the old college try. I'm surprised if they had pulled the plug on September 10th after bringing everybody together and practicing and getting ready. And then all of a sudden, well, COVID's spiking. And it's like, well, we tried it, but you know what? The COVID's winning. We can't do it. Okay. If they started the season and two, three games in, 
there were too many outbreaks. And we have with the teams kind of like what we have going on with the St. Louis Cardinals here, where we're three weeks into the baseball season, they played five games. And we just go, you know what? We can't play enough games. Uh, we, okay, fine. You tried COVID one, but to not try, it seems, and especially when everyone involved wants to try. And also, we all know the financial ramifications, and it's not just for the universities and the athletic departments, which will affect thousands of students and people, by the way, but it's the college towns. I mean, this is huge. You know, yeah. um, it's like taking yeah. a Fortune 500 company out of hundreds of college towns after we've already suffered through a pandemic. How many businesses and how many of these towns have been desperately, I just, well, if I can just make it till the kids come back, if I can just make it till fall, I I mean, I'm stunned that they didn't try. I really am. I I am too. And and for a couple fold, because as far as the financial thing, we're talking with David Moulton, by the way, from 94.1 Fox Sports Radio down in Fort Myers, Florida. Used to be the KX4 sports director here, also worked for us over on, uh, well, it's now known as uh, 740 The Fan. Used to be 1280 The Ticket, but I'm... I mean, just look at NDSU as like a, a, a smaller version of a, a college town, right? I, I've talked to bar owners like, no buys in football this fall? Uh, this is, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, they, I mean, their, their whole Saturday is around people coming to these games, and especially the road games, right? I mean, this is a huge, you want to talk about trickle-down economic theories, we're really finding out how important sports is to the economy in this country. Well, never mind. Also, and we found out already when we didn't have live sports for a few months, you know, from a mental health standpoint, I mean, we joked, listen, what we do is not that important in the grand scheme of things. Right. I mean, we talk sports for a living. I mean, you and I have both joked, it beats working. Mm-hmm. But, you know, life is hard and life is hard and and you need a break. You need entertainment. You need fun. And we're not going outdoors the way we normally do. And we're not having as much fun. And we don't have as much money. And if you take away some of our cheap forms of entertainment, like sports, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm just surprised they didn't try. I, I think I, if I was a Big Ten fan and if I lived and worked in one of those college towns, I would be looking at the commissioner going, you couldn't try. Everybody wanted to try it, and you're not willing to try? It's interesting. You're you're mailing in defeat. You're accepting defeat without ever playing. It's stunning to me. What I've said many times, David, is I think the easy thing to do as a leadership role, and I've talked about with the governors here, I've talked about with the you know, the athletic uh, administrations, uh, the associations on both sides of the river here is the easy thing to do is just cancel everything, right? I mean, that's just, uh, that, okay, we got, we're we going to be nervous about it. We, we're going to do that. But the real leaders, to me, I think show, okay, let's try to walk through this minefield a little bit and try to make it work. And it's going to be interesting to see here, you know, with the three other big conferences that want to play, if they can do this, what does it mean for Kevin War- uh, Warren, the former 
Vikings executive and now as the Big Ten commissioner. I mean, this is not going to be a good look for him if they can pull it off. If the other three conferences, along with the AAC, are able to play, let's just say, eight games, they can play eight games. That's basically a conference season. If they can play eight games and then a conference championship game and then they put four teams in a playoff, and even if there's literally only three bowl games played there, the two semifinals in the final, right? Uh, then Warren's not going to be the Big Ten commissioner at the start of the next football season. I mean, he's just not. He's, he's done. He's absolutely done. And here's what it'll mean for the Big Ten. Outside of Ohio State, it will be a major effect. You will not be able to recruit nationally at the level that you've been recruiting anymore. It will be used against the Big Ten for the next four to five years. I mean, I talked with Bobby Carpenter and James Laronitis in the last couple of days, and they say, hey, it'll even affect Ohio State. But for everybody else, and here's something to consider, it'll affect Michigan in a big way. Michigan doesn't have the recruiting base in Michigan anymore. Michigan has to recruit nationally. Well, if you're a national recruiting school and you're going to get beaten up from coast to coast, and particularly in the southeast where the players are, then you're in trouble. I mean, Michigan could become Nebraska if the other three conferences are able to pull this off. Mm-hmm. Well, and this, yeah. The rest of the Big Ten... You know, PJ's not going to be able to get his four-star recruits anymore. Those days will be done. Seriously. The the middle-of-the-road Big Ten schools will really suffer from this, and I think Michigan will really suffer. Ohio State will be okay. Penn State, for the most part, will be okay. Everybody else is going to take a big hit because of this. I don't disagree at all, and I do think it's a, it's a situation here where I think that if you're the, the Big Ten – they maybe got a little too big for their britches because I would say, what, 25 years ago, if the Big Ten did this, if they led the way, everyone would have followed like dominoes. Not so much in 2020. If, if anything, I think the SEC and the ACC are going, okay, we're going to lick our chops here. Let's go. You don't want the big stage? Okay, well, we'll have all the eyeballs on our programs here throughout the fall. Well, there's no way. There's no way Jim Delaney would have handled this this way. There's just no way. And forget 20 years ago, five years ago. I mean, please. I mean, you know, Warren's got a lot riding on this. He's either going to be the king of the hill or he's going to lose his job. Period. There's no in-between here. He's either going to gain great stature right away and be able to stand there with a smile on his face and his arms folded and go, told you so. You know, Mr. Sankey, Mr. Swafford, Mr. Bowlesby, you're going to shut up and listen now? Mm-hmm. Or he, let me tell you, I think, here's another thing, Taylor. Imagine, imagine, I mean, you know what it's like in the Red River Valley, but imagine the fans in Ohio and Michigan. Name the one school besides each other that they absolutely despise. And they are going to watch that school play at 2.30, 3.30, or 8 o'clock, 10 games this year in the ACC. Notre Dame. Yep. Oh, yeah. The Big Ten will be sitting home. And the Ohio State and Michigan alums from coast to coast 
will be watching Notre Dame play in a conference while they're not playing. That's going to be very, very interesting for sure. There's no doubt. David Moulton with us, former KX4 sports director, now works for Fox Sports Radio down in Fort Myers, Florida. Also is the uh, spotter researcher for Gary Danielson for the SEC Game of the Week on CBS, which makes this really interesting. Do want to say here quickly, National Weather Service now has issued a severe thunderstorm warning for Norman and Clay County. Look at the radar Right in the corner there of uh, Clay County, the northeast corner, a little bit of a cell going through. Same thing with Norman kind of rolling on through. So just want to get that across for you. It's just a severe thunderstorm warning, just a big, big black cloud, David, (laughs) just kind of rolling through that area and getting through here pretty quickly. So we'll keep you up to date on the weather here. So do you, what's your estimate? I mean, I really think just kind of knowing the, are there going to be fans for SEC, ACC games? I mean, how is this all going to look? I mean, do you think there'd be like a third of the fans, a quarter of the fans spread out? I mean, Well, I mean, it's twofold. First, the governors have to allow it. Now, in the SEC country, you've got 11 states. you got 10 Republican governors out of the 11. So I think they'll be more inclined to allow fans than in some other parts of the country. I don't think it'll be more than 50% anywhere. I think it'll be a lot of 25% with masks required uh, just to try to take care of some of their big money donors and uh, and also maybe, you know, the students in the band and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, it won't be much. They're going to lose, uh, you know, just a ton of money from it. Uh, it'll be more for show, I think, than anything else. Uh, but, you know, they're going to want to play. I mean, Listen, the dollar figures that are being thrown around in Wisconsin, we're going to lose between 70 and $100 million. Now, we can have a long discussion about whether or not the budget should be like this and there should be this amount of money spent and coaches' salaries and all that. But right now, this is reality. I mean, we're, talk- we're looking at, amongst the big boys, $100 million shortfalls if they don't play football. I don't know how certain athletic departments recover from that. Nope. I really don't. I mean, Derek, you and I have talked many times over the years, would college sports ever get to a point where basically there's like five sports and everything else is club in which schools just go, can't afford it, don't know what to tell you. And I'm wondering if between COVID and the decision by certain conferences, if football season is wiped out, and you're facing a $100 million shortfall, whether or not in a few years we're playing football, the two basketballs, and pick three to five other sports, and 15 sports all become club. I think it's very likely. Yeah, I think it's very likely. I think think baseball, you know, may may fall into that category, Um, softball with that. It's going to be awfully tough. And and also you got to ask the question, how is it going to look? I mean, are we going to start, you know, uh, is the NCAA going to survive this? I mean, if they lose two basketball tournaments in a row, uh, how do they do that? Uh, you know what I'm getting well, at? Well, they've pretty much announced that they can't afford that. So, that, I mean, they've all but said that they're going to have a March Madness no matter how they can pull it off. Uh, now, I think we all who have anything to do with college hoops don't think there's going to be games before January 1st. No, no. I mean, maybe there'll be like a Big Ten ACC in a bubble in late December somewhere, but you know what I mean. I mean, whatever the first half non-conference schedule that the Bison and the Sioux have, you could just put a big X through that. You know, 
Maybe there'll be games starting on January 2nd. Thank goodness they're in the same conference now, so (laughs) that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, you know, and then, you know, play your 16. Well, I've also said, I've also said May Madness. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we just kind of back things up there. Would that surprise you at all or? No, no. I mean, if you think about it, uh, I mean, if we don't have vaccines, uh, now I think you can play indoors, but I don't know if you can play before many fans. Right. I don't know how many fans will be comfortable going to games indoors. No, I agree I mean, with you. I, I think don't. it's going to be tough. it be very, very tough, that is for sure. As, as far as the rest of the structure looks here, I mean, as you mentioned, we'll kind of finish up talking about the National Football League. And I guess you could say this. I, I predicted, I thought all the big Power 5 conferences would play, but the group of five wouldn't. And it came down to they may be able to get a little bit of black ink. They're going to lose money, but they could maybe get a little black ink because of the TV deals they have. Well, Big Ten and Pac-12, they're maybe hedging their bets on things will be better. We'll get a vaccine by March or whatever it might be. In the NFL, there's no question they'll be able to have black ink. They're going to lose money, but with the TV contracts that they have, they're going to be able to take advantage because of the money that they make with their TV deals and so I'm not as concerned about the NFL getting rolling here. And, you know, the one thing that they have is they can take charter flights and, like you say, kind of a pseudo bubble if they can work it out that way. But that's where I'm feeling more confident about the NFL. What say you? Well, think about the NFL. They're basically going to spend eight nights in a hotel. Mm-hmm. They're going to fly in the night before every game. They're going to stay. They're going to play. They're going to charter right out. And that's it. Eight nights in a hotel. That's the danger, if you will, of going on the road. Eight nights. Eight Saturdays, if you will. That's pretty good. All, I mean, you know, heck, if, if if we have football, you know, I've got 40-something games I've got to do. I'm going to spend 75 nights in a hotel. You know, these players are going to spend eight. And they're going to be chartered both ways. So I I would feel pretty safe if I was one of them quite frankly, leaving home. Uh, now, okay, about you know being home, how safe can we be? Well, you know, what I worry about, Derek, is the team gets off to a one and seven start. You know, do you continue to play it safe? You know, do you start going, ah, oh, this season's lost, that sort of deal. Same right. thing in college, by the way. You know, your team gets off to a no and four start. I mean, you know, hey, come on, guys, we've got to behave. Oh, the heck with you. We suck. You know, I'm going out. You know, that sort of deal. So, you know, but I think the NFL will be okay. I really do. I mean, they're going to have rosters of essentially 70 people, 70. Between the practice squad and those that they're going to be able to keep around, they're going to have 70 people that they are going to be floating around, of which they need to have 46 active on game day. I mean, I think they'll be able to pull this off. I do, I too. Do. Yeah, I do, too. Good luck to you. Hopefully uh, we'll get it. I mean, I, I guess we'll use... Do you think that you'll be in the booth if it does happen, or do you think you guys will be working remotely if uh, there's games? Or I think, because I'm lucky enough to be part of the quote-unquote A-teams, that the A-teams for all the networks will be at the games. I don't know how far down the depth chart they'll go, but I think they'll put the A-team on CBS, NBC, you name it. They'll put them at on-site. Okay. I know the announcers want to be on site. It's a lot easier to be oh, yeah. on site, particularly in football. It's tough to know doing it off a monitor 
one of the things, and it's, you need to know who's on the field. There's so much substitution in the NFL. You need to know who's on the field and what the matchups are. And it will be difficult to sit in a studio in Los Angeles and just look at a monitor and be able to know all the matchups. But when you see the numbers coming and going, you pretty much know the matchups as they're lining up. So it just, you know, it's something I would observe more than somebody sitting on the couch. But if nothing, I want to be at the stadium just for that purpose. It's half my job. Yeah, for sure. Very good. David, thanks so much for your time. Glad that you're doing well. I know our listeners are too. It's great catching up with you. Hopefully we'll catch up with you again as we preview the SEC season. <laughs> so we will talk to you again very soon, my friend. Thank you. And go Twins. Yes, yeah, so keep it rolling. Back tomorrow night, hopefully they can keep on going. It's uh, been a lot of fun. It really makes you think about what we might have missed too, but uh, you know, that's just the way it is here in 2020. All right, David, I'll talk to you soon. Be good, Derek. You bet. Thank you. David Moulton, former KX4 Sports Director, part of Fox Sports Radio down in Fort Myers, Florida. As I mentioned, he is the spotter researcher for both Gary Danielson for CBS and also for Troy Aikman for Fox. Very interesting times, and uh, hopefully for a lot of us, we're hoping for football. Derek Hansen with you, Couch Potato Radio, KFGO. Hey.